What miracles of science and engineering it took to recover this gold, 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 do that welcome to the all gold everything podcast a podcast for people whose dogs have bigger instagram platforms than we do <laughs> influencers yes at henry and lemon at weebay underscore barksdale weebay had a big milestone this week somebody slid into his dm for those of you that don't know sandy and her lovely husband joey they have an adorable burger peacock Burger, how do you say it? Well, the way you're supposed to say it is Berger Picard. Berger Picard. But we learned quickly not to say it that way to people because it's confusing enough when you tell them it's a Burger Picard <laughs> that when you say Berger Picard, they like are like, what, what is, is wrong with even? your face? What is that even? So who's slid? Now, Weebay Barksdale does have a huge IG following. Luckily for us, he follows us. Yes. Sometimes he comments well, on our we stuff. we tried to do a crossover and it really didn't work out that well for us. <laughs> that was like his lowest liked picture. <laughs> whatever it's all right different audiences different, yeah different they don't want to see the humans they no, just they, they want to see the burgers the fuzzies they want the burgers they want the burgers <laughs> give us Actually, the burgers that's such a good that's truth hamburgers they want to see <laughs> yeah, fruit right. pictures and burger puppies they want to see they want to see it's the true. burgers so who slid into Weebay's dm um a little burger picard <laughs> that's local named Nettie. <laughs> shout out to Nettie. hey Nettie. um and that's they cute. i think that Nettie lives in nopo and mm-hmm. so first thing was Nettie commented that like we need to meet we need to get together. Wow. And then Nettie slid into the DMs with a photo. Like, look how cute I am. That is legit. Nettie has been, has been studying up. Do we know anything about Nettie's owners? Have you done any Instagram? Have you done? I mean, you are a woman who does her research. So I can't imagine that you don't know a few things yeah. about Nettie's I'm, parents. I mean this with all due respect. And <laughs> yeah. I'm happy to go to North Portland to hang out with Nettie and Nettie's parents. Yeah. They look like a lovely lesbian couple. Oh, that's good. Yes. Okay. Yes. Because I was wondering if you might have a Hamid situation on your hands here. Yeah. Now, what happened to you today with Hamid? No, so the other thing is... Wait, for, why would a lesbian couple not be a Hamid situation? Uh, no, well, they could maybe be. Maybe they want to swing. Maybe no. they want to swing. With, maybe they want to p- be polyamorous. No. I mean, it could be. Sorry. Uh, that no. was presumptuous of me. No, I just had to go there. <laughs> I don't I don't think that's the case. I think Nettie. Yeah. I think that I think that it's really cool to see another burger in the city. Yeah. And I think <laughs> I feel like that should be um we based on burger in the city. <laughs> burger. Hashtag burger in the city. Da, 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 I could, I could da, do da, that. Da, da, da. I'm gonna hashtag put add that burger hashtag in burger in the city. Yeah. No, I think it's really exciting to see another burger. And I think that, that well, here's Nettie my just wants to hang out with Weebs. You know I'm greedy, so I'm like, okay, I know that Weebay isn't uh, neutered yet, right? Yes. He's not fixed yet. He's not. He and has his appointment though. I know, but maybe you could cancel it because maybe you need to breed him with uh, what's her with Nettie. No. Well, <laughs> Nettie is at least six years old to begin, and also um, Weebay's broken. Weebay will not be spreading. That's true. These, Weebay's this genes, genetic, this genetic line. He's adorable, <laughs> but no, that would be unfortunate. Well, I love it. What a great way to kick off our show today. Yes. And I do need to fill. We need to fill our listeners in on our Hamid situation. So that's the other thing. For those of you who are new to the show, every week Sandy goes to seven. 11 buys us lottery tickets because we are manifesting abundance. We are winning the power. It's just actually we won last week. We yeah. won 25 bucks. Well, the other thing that he said was that we will win, win this Friday. This is Mega Millions. It has a bigger jackpot. Mega Millions. He said you will win this Friday. Mega. I believe him. I'm here for it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so what we did, what Sandy did is that a couple of, maybe a couple of months ago, you let Hamid know that if we won the jackpot, he had a million bucks, a bag of money with his name on it. I did not say he a did million not bucks. did specify a million dollars. <laughs> no. Those are just, what? All pennies. All pennies. 
<laughs> I, a bag full of pennies. I just said a bag of money. So I leave it. If you, if either of you win, oh what, however you fill the bag of money, fill the bag of money is up to you. I love this. I learned so much from you every time we podcast. It's important because I do stupid shit like this. Oh, I'll give you a million dollars. You know, and I just like the Sandy's like, uh, this is a little vague. It leaves me some wiggle room. You're also very vigilant because today Hamid said to you that we were going to win the jackpot. Right. And then also, uh, what else did he say? He told me that I looked gorgeous. Yes. Well, you do. This is truth. It made me a little uncomfortable. Am I being too uptight or not? Because my first thought was, oh shit, now I need to go find somewhere else to buy lottery tickets. <laughs> I mean, I don't think so. I mean, it depends on your level of comfort. He probably was just trying to be nice and like flirt a little or what you're probably, you probably are like, you are I mean, beautiful. When you think about who's always in a 7-Eleven, he's probably, you're probably the highlight of his day, frankly. I mean, he's nice, but he has no shot with me. Yeah, that's true. Cause you're married and also a lot of other reasons, but so just cause I'm married. Yeah. <laughs> But it had you checking your receipt because you were worried he was distracting you. Well, yeah. So I was like, well, why would he say that? And then so I thought <laughs> I needed to check my receipt because I'm like, oh, he's trying to distract me so he could like charge me more for my lottery tickets oh my and God. water. <laughs> but I checked my receipt and it was it was all it intact. It was legit. It was yeah. legit. Well, I can't wait to win Mega Millions this weekend. That's going to be fantastic. That'll be a lovely uh, early birthday gift to me. I'm turning 39 on Monday, July 22nd. I know. Hey. I, I did it. I, I, you are perpetually 37 to me. I know. I can't me face too. I can't face 39 with you. <laughs> well, the thing that's making it a little easier is, you know, I have a thing for every number. I'll be 30 fine. Yeah, it's a good one. That's a great that's one a to good be. One. Uh, 30 great was a pretty great year as well. Mm -hmm. But uh, I'm looking forward to moving into 30, 30 fine. The only thing that has me feeling a little less 37 than normal, because I do, I really feel like, and honestly, that's sweet of you to say 37, because I actually perpetually feel like I'm 32. Yeah. So well, like, you know. And it's not like um related to like feet. your age or how you look for that mm -hmm. you're perpetually 37. It's just for some reason, I just can't see you getting older than 37. <gasps> it's not because like, I think you even look 37 because <gasps> we've already established we're that's aging right. in reverse. Aging in reverse. It's just that I think that I've, I've fully recognized your 37th birthday and mm -hmm. I've refused to recognize your 38th. <laughs> well, in 37. As I will refuse to recognize your 39th. That's right. And we had a really fun barbecue in my backyard for my 37th birthday. And like a lot of people were there. We took some great pictures. It, we got, you gave me, we that. got our all gold pod album cover. We did. That's where that, we got that. There, yeah. Yep. And that, you gave that. me a little sweatshirt that said loved, which I oh, wear. Yeah. Right. It's so, so soft. what are we going to do this year? I don't really know. I'm, well, my family's coming into town. All right. Shifting gears a little bit. Uh, my brother and sister-in-law and the babies are coming into town. I scrambled this week to find like all the baby seats and stuff for them. And we're going to um, Manzanita for the weekend. That's long right. Weekend. So you're leaving tomorrow. Right? Yeah. Leaving. No, Friday, Friday, Friday morning. Oh, you're picking them up tomorrow. at the airport yeah, yeah, tomorrow. Yeah. Um, so anyway, it's my birthday weekend. It's my birthday month. I've pretty much been acting like it. So that's great. Yeah, 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 Happy yeah, yeah. Happy birthday, Heidi. So, but that leads me to the next thing. I wanted to make sure that our viewers know not only where they can find us. So I'm going to ask you to give them the rundown All of that. All the places. All the places. You just open your phone and if you, you can type, you can open any app any, and type in All Gold Pod. Any app. And just you'll find us everywhere. Open an app. <laughs> Type in all gold pod. You'll find us. You'll find us. That's right. If you like watching us, this is pretty fun. Plus you get to see like some pictures of stories that we cover or whatever. You can watch us on Twitch live stream right now. We're live streaming to Twitch. I need somebody to watch us live streaming on Twitch and tell us what, what the deal is with that. Please. What's can the somebody test this platform for us? Right. I want to know why you're on Twitch to begin with. Uh -huh, uh -huh. And thank you for watching us and then tell us what you thought of it. That's um, right. We can tell you of Twitch. why we're on Twitch because Mark told us that Google invested a bunch of, is it Google? Amazon. Amazon bought Twitch and is investing a bunch of money in it. So we're going to be the first people on that platform. We're going to gonna be the first like it. big Twitch podcast. Yeah. 
us. Let's like being it's basically like being the first people on the moon. Pretty much. <laughs> I mean, we, we have to pioneer something. <laughs> We're doing all these things, and one of them will be like, oh, and they are all gold pod, pioneered podcasting Pioneers. on Twitch. I just need it like on my that. tombstone, pioneer. Pioneer. Because you know I'm no outdoors woman, so right. I need to be the pioneer of some kind of like technological advance You're or something. You're a media pioneer. I'm a media, oh my God, going on my website. Absolutely. <laughs> going on, having its Life own coach, tab. media coach, pioneer. Media pioneer. Love it. Um, and so that's- uh, Hashtag burger in the city. <laughs> hashtag burger in the city. I wish you could make it sing. So I would I like seeing that song. Hashtag. Well, like Burger when I did the City. pride hashtag, it made yeah. it oh, rainbow colored. Yeah, nice. I so like that. I, it would be nice to do that with Burger in the City. Agreed. I like that touch. I don't know how to do that though. Mm, I don't either. No, I think Instagram has to let Instagram's do that for behind you. it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so if you want to watch us, something oh, about yes, Instagram please. really quickly. Yes. Instagram's changing. Yes, it so is. So I'm finally just getting like caught up with like kind of <sighs> how to rudimentary rudimentarily the learning curve is steep my friends Instagram it is- <laughs> and it's changing and one of the things now is like so if I were to want to screenshot the how Nettie slid into Weeb's yeah. DMs to put on this vodcast yeah. to talk shit on them oh, vodcast yeah, yeah. Girl. media if, pioneer <laughs> I'm a fucking media pioneer <laughs> um if I wanted to do that it would notify Nettie that <gasps> I did that what oh my god that is so like so messed up what is the word for that messed up (laughs) (laughs) it's like instagram is a snitch it's like instagram is a gossip yeah yeah i don't like that at all yeah so uh, I'm glad I knew oh. that before I screenshotted Thank because you. I didn't, I actually didn't think we'd talk about that on the podcast, <laughs> but in hindsight, it would have been nice to like show the picture of Nettie. Yeah. Cause it's really cute. cute Nettie's course. a cutie. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of Instagram, you can also watch our clip of the week on Instagram TV, our Instagram TV, our Instagram all at all.gold.pod has an Instagram TV channel associated with it. And while we don't upload our full episodes, we do upload our clip of the weeks there. So you can always check that out. Um, and then of course you can listen to us everywhere. That's even easier to find us. Um, But part of the reason I wanted to talk about where you can find us is that I wanted to make sure our listeners know how much content we're putting out every week for you to listen to. We are. Listen to. Uh, One of those things, I'm having so much fun doing the the Bops playlist. The All Gold playlist is ridiculous. Yeah. It's really fun. So every week we're doing a playlist that has some kind of theme connected with the show. So I did a um, playlist yesterday of a star-themed because last week's show was about astrology. I saw it had a shine bright like a diamond. Yeah, you know what else it had? I love that song. Because Paris Hilton featured prominently in our discussion last stars week. Stars are blind. Yeah. If you are dying to hear a little bit of stars, stars are blind. Even if the blah, 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 blah. I mean, I don't even think we can get like any kind of... I'll show you mine. Oh, there you go. That's all I remember. I was just going to say, I don't think we can even get any kind of like copyright infringement or like royalty thing because neither one of us can really get that. I don't even know how that song goes. I mean, I might have even got that wrong, and I think that's the one line <laughs> anyway, that I think I know. I feel like if you're dying to hear a little Paris Hilton Stars Are Blind, that's where you can find it on last week's All Gold Pod playlist. that's a bop. That's a star bop. a true, legit bop. So anyway, Can I ask you a question about that? I think that the listeners may be interested, too. I... Learn. I saw that you pointed out that if you're looking at our story, you mm-hmm. can you can hit the little icon in the upper left hand corner to go to the playlist on Spotify, which is nice to know. Yeah. But I went on Spotify trying to search 
it out uh-huh. and I wasn't able to find it. Oh, so interesting. You, so what is the search term on Spotify if you want to find all the all gold pod playlists? That's a very good question. Let me pull up my Spotify right because now. Because I, I have a car now that has speakers that work and yeah. I would and I would absolutely listen to them if I could find hmm. them easily. And maybe even like subscribe or something. Uh, that is curious. That's a very good question. What our Spotify name is because, uh, I think it's like something like you couldn't, I couldn't, um, I don't know. Uh, I couldn't, it gives it a, like a number. Hmm. <laughs> okay. I'll have to figure this out. I'll, I'll be able to tell you later. I don't know how to tell our listeners to listen to. Actually, I think our, I have, a, I can't believe this, but I think our username is podcast. <laughs> And I don't know how to change it, but like when I went to all of our playlists, it just says podcast. And I can't imagine that's not already taken by somebody else. But we have five playlists under the, uh, oh, I can add find friends. Hmm. Oh, good Lord. It's going to yeah. make me connect to Facebook. Okay. Anyway, so, this is interesting. So basically there's, there is not an answer to my question. No. It's not easy to find is it's what not, it sounds like. It's not easy to find on Spotify. It is easy to find on Instagram. On okay. our Instagram account. Okay. Um, and maybe if you start playing the playlist through the Instagram account, then it will take you to a place where you can like follow us or something. So that is, thank you for bringing that to So my for attention. now, just go to our stories. That's right. right. And go to our get from the stories. That's right. Or our highlights. Oh, okay. It's in our highlights bubbles. There's a oh. Spotify bubble. So you can oh. always get to current well, that's playlists. That's an easy and, way to do it. Yeah. Because that way you can always get to the current week's playlist and previous week's playlist. So right now I we can have, do that from my car. Yeah. Right now we have five playlists. Uh, this week's playlist was the stars playlist. Last week's playlist was Madam X. The week before was like uh, Rocket Man. The week before that is like an 80s and 90s bops. And the week, the very first playlist is one of my favorites. It's Summer Bops. Yes. A lot of Lizzo on that playlist, not going to lie. Well, she's kind of like the soundtrack to the summer. She is. I want to talk about Lizzo because Lizzo. this movie Hustlers is coming out. Do we want to do Hustlers? I, she's yeah. a peach. She is a peach. She's just like personality plus. I agree. A pop star with personality. Thank oh, you, Lizzo. Thank you. Love it. Love it. Love it. We're going to get to back to her a little bit later. The other thing uh, that I want to talk about, I had, I hired a cleaning service to come to my house because my family's coming into town. Oh, girl, Joey. Tune in. Listen to what Heidi's about to say. <laughs> Go on. Now, I have to tell you, I would love to be the kind of person that has regular housekeeping done in her house. That is like the dream. We need it. I'm manifesting winning Mega Millions and having a housekeeper come to my house on the regular. Those are two things that are that I'm working on. I will sacrifice for it. Yeah. I will give up new new work stresses. <laughs> this for dress, though, cleaner. I'm dying. This snake dress is everything. I can't wait to take pictures of it afterwards. Um, okay, so this woman, uh, I met her in a group that I'm on on Facebook, which I really like, called Boss ladies pdx and it's all these women that like run their own businesses or whatever her name is lauren michelle ryland i have her flyer up i gave it to mark so if you're watching this you can see her flyer sandy i'm going to send you her contact information the last time i hired a cleaning company it cost me 400 bucks to have two people come and do my house like not even the entire house just the first floor for like four hours I will tell you that Lauren was there yesterday. She was there for four hours by herself. She runs her own little business. She charges $50 an hour. I didn't even realize how dirty my house was until she cleaned it. Yeah. This woman is an angel. The other thing that's exciting about her, not only does she own her own little business, her cleaning business, but she is headed on a trip to Vietnam and she's like trying to just hustle as much as she can to like make as much money as she can before she goes. So she is like driven, industrious. She's the real deal. Huge fan. Is she Huge. too is she too cute for me to have in my house alone with my husband? <laughs> She's cute. I don't think uh I think your husband is committed and loves you very much, so I don't think it matters who else is. Oh, in that your doesn't house. matter to me. <laughs> I'm all about minimizing. <laughs> I'm all about minimizing risk. 
I'm I, all about risk reduction. You're vigilant. That's true. And you are a risk minimizer. There's going to be no risk damn cute woman cleaning my house <laughs> alone with my husband. Thank you very much. All right. Well, she's cute. She might be too cute. I don't know. Damn I, it. You might have a little work. I don't know. You'll have to check it out. Um, yeah. Uh, but anyway, her company's called Shimmer and Glisten. She has great references. I would be a reference for her. Anyone could call me to ask me to ask about my experience with that. Okay. We're going to move into some stuff that's happening in the world. Cool. I mean, I use that. I'm learning. I'm using that word pretty vaguely. The, the world or <laughs> the stuff. word uh, stuff, both <laughs> stuff, world, whatever. Okay. So I know how you feel about the bachelorette, the bachelor bachelorette. Yeah. Tell our, just give our listeners a little rant of how, how it really hits for you. It's just so wrong. It's so wrong. It's so wrong. <laughs> no woman needs to be chasing down no man or vice versa. I realize it's the bachelorette, yeah. which makes it even more contrived. It's crazy. Okay. Yeah. So this year's bachelorette is a woman named Hannah. And we're going to talk about the fantasy suite. We guys, we're into fantasy suite, which weeks. is so fucking gross. It's so That's gross. That's what I think. I mean, yeah. Because it's really just like, here's two people. They're going to fuck. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You're on, you want this job. You yeah. want to stay on TV. Yeah. You fuck in the fantasy you suite. You fuck in the fantasy suite. Or worse uh-huh. or worse. I do think that that is the main motivation but or worse you want to you want to keep this man you mm. fuck in the fantasy yes. suite yes that's the thing I mean the uh, pressure is on the pressure is on okay so this entire uh, season has been marred by a very um let's call him intense personality a guy named Luke P oh Luke P Luke P there are a number of Luke's but this is Luke P Luke P is a born-again virgin or born-again Christian oh, wait whoa, whoa, whoa. Not, he's not a born-again virgin oh, okay. he's a virgin he's a I think I have this right <laughs> I mean yeah he's a born-again Christian virgin for right. the show and he has gotten in a fight with every single other contestant on the show like everyone hates him but yeah. hannah's been keeping him around so it was fantasy because he's good tv because he's good tv i mean yeah the producers are keeping him around right. let's be serious okay Hannah's like <laughs> so uh this week was fantasy sweet do week. i have to fuck luke p yes you do okay <laughs> so <laughs> hannah went to the fantasy suite uh, i don't know on date number one with like a guy named max or something and yeah you max bet your ass that they got down they didn't even make it to the fantasy suite yeah Max. They did something that involved a windmill. My mm. only thing I can think of is mini golf, but I don't think that's probably right because I are didn't they watch traveling? I don't know. I don't really watch the show. I just gleaned the story from BuzzFeed. Thank you, BuzzFeed. <laughs> so they went somewhere that had a windmill. Maybe they were traveling to Holland or like Michigan or something. Uh, Central Oregon. <laughs> Central Oregon. <laughs> Any of those places that have like a strong Dutch like emigrant community or whatever. I mean, they may have just done it at the base of one of those like wind turbines. Oh, that's possible too. Yeah. And you know that little patch they have out on the way to Palm Springs. Uh-huh. So like they barely made it out of LA. <laughs> They're like, we have to stop in Indio. That's we have right. to get down on get these down windmills. Down on these windmills. And they did twice. All right. Hannah was like, we didn't even make it to the fantasy suite. We got down in the windmill and we did it more than once. Da, da, da. So that was how that went down, which was great because Hannah's doing what the fuck she wants. And Max gets to stay on the show because the producers are like you want to stay on the show you fuck Hannah in the windmill so yeah uh Hannah went on the the next fantasy suite date Hannah went on was with Luke P virgin born again Christian so Luke P said that he would leave the show he wanted to talk to Hannah about sex so Hannah was like rolled her eyes okay so he said I need to ask you if you've had sex with any of the other contestants and I need you to know that I'm going to leave the show if you have and she's like yeah, I do what I want. And uh, not only did I have sex with this other contestant, I did it twice with the with him in the windmill. We didn't even make it to whatever. And he said, um, and I guess Luke said, well, that makes you a hypocrite if you think you're a Christian. And then she said this quote, I have had sex and Jesus still loves me. Obviously, with how you feel, me fucking in a windmill, you probably want to leave the show. 
<laughs> so that sounds like a fair and honest conversation to I, have. I feel like I love uh, that she was like just straight up. This is who I am. You're crazy if you think that I'm going to be somebody different. So even when you give kind of the gross subtext or it's not even really subtext, the gross context of the bachelor bachelorette and all like the, the trading of sex for fame, you know, at least here she's like, you can't really roll with me. Bye. Bye. So people are excited that she was like able to, to let him go. Yeah. But would she, what would, but what would that have been like if it was somebody she was actually interested in? I know. I mean, it's Luke. He's been a lightning rod on the show apparently. And he's clearly annoying. So it's like, uh, it's so easy to be like, well, yeah, I did. Fuck you. But when, if, if it's a man she's interested in or a man with power or something like that, now it's, it's not the same situation. And would she have been so strong? Would she have been like legitimately slut shamed? Yeah. Because that's what Luke was trying to do to her. That's right. And I love that you're asking the hard hitting question, right? Because it's easy to be like, oh, this guy's an idiot. And like, he had it coming. Yeah. And so here's how I really fucking feel, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and but- it's like, shit, you're offering to leave the show. I will take you up, your, I will take you up on your offer. I don't want to fuck you in the fantasy suite. That's right. Yeah. All I'm saying is you're definitely proving your chops as an investigative journalist. And I feel like we might need to go on our own investigative journalist adventure because yes. you can ask the hard hitting questions. It's so I just, good. I want to cover all the bases of possibility yes. and based on how I feel like I deeply understand human nature. That you do. I feel like I do. It's no, that's that's legit. That's why I learn something every week <laughs> because I I'm just out here like, oh, I don't know. I take a story at face value. <laughs> Always. Yeah. I mean, like, oh, I think that that's a good so- thing. I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what we're supposed to do. I wish. I don't know. I wish we. I, I wish we lived in a world where we could. Yes. Uh, yes. Because that is truth. what we're supposed yeah, to do. That's the truth. Um, speaking of wishing we lived in a world where we could, I'm moving us into this Kanye and Kim story. Yeah, I don't know what that is, segue has to do with this. This is another us. world we wish we lived in. I mean, Ka- yes, this is true. Okay, so everyone knows that Kim and Kanye have been renovating their Hollywood home, Hollywood Hills home, or whatever, forever. If you don't know, now you know. I know, no. Okay, so uh, I have a ton of pictures on this story. So if you're not watching this, go find somewhere to watch us and pull up minute 21 on the podcast because you're going to want to see these before and after photos. I just want to put this out right now. Two weeks ago, we talked about the Church of Kanye, the cult of Kanye. Yes. And I just want you to look at these before and afters with the cult of Kanye in mind. Okay. Like it might look like they're getting ready to be founders of a mega church. And also I'm kind of not mad at them. Yeah. Okay. So here is a before this living room before was like shabby chic with like exposed beams. And now the living room is like, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> and now the living room is like play is just very minimal concrete, like uh, clean surfaces. There's a baby grand in the middle of the living room. I'm like it's got like hematomas hanging from the ceiling. Yeah, I mean, hell yeah. I would absolutely hang out here. I mean, would it be a hard place to grow up in as a five-year-old? Maybe, yeah. It's not particularly whimsical or like cozy. It's a little museum esque. But I mean, as it, as a thirty almost thirty nine year old woman, this absolutely appeals to my sense of like, ah, it's clean. Like everything's clean here. It's clean. Yeah, it's clean. All right. You know. So this what is oh. what reminds me of the one time in my life where I actually where I was invited to go home with the dog pound. And I thought oh. that I was, it was in the nineties and I thought I was going to walk into a rap video. Uh-huh. And what I walked into was an empty house with no electricity. <gasps> and that's what this fucking reminds me of. <laughs> oh the only difference is there were no hematomas hanging from the ceiling. No hematomas. Oh my God. But was it like clean and white like this or yeah. was it like, oh yeah, but it was completely empty. Completely empty. Wow. Is Except that because- like one chair. And that was apparently where the, the guy sit while the 
girls grind on them and yeah. fuck them and blow them and stuff. Yeah, because that's what we were supposed to do. We just didn't know. Until you got there. Until we <gasps> got there. And then your stomach sank like, oh shit. And then we, we left. The fuck out of here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay, let's uh, let's move to the next picture. This is the hallway before. This looks like it came out of like a um, restoration hardware catalog to me. It does. It's got some nice like. I like it. It's okay. Yeah, it's cute. Okay, here's the hallway afterwards. Okay, this does have a very like culty museum feel they to it. They renovated this? It yeah. looks like they just like <laughs> took the furniture out. This is a renovation. Okay. Like, why have you guys been working on this for a whole, like, three years? It's like, you're right. It's just like they undecorated it. Yeah. I'm getting, I'm definitely getting an energy up for it, though. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm seeing Kim and Connie living here. I'm getting the energy. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm on I the just, train. Um, I am, I agree. I really like the aesthetic of this, actually, but I really am hoping that they have, like, a giant, ki- like, that their kids have, like, an entire floor. Or something that's like all fun stuff because this is like this would be hard. I expect hard. they do. Yeah, this would They're be hard. They're making to be a, a statement here. here. They're expressing their personal style here. Yeah. Um, I think they spoil their kids though. I bet their kids have a whole wing. I bet they do too. I oh hope that God. I hope that you show those in the photos. I hope that someday they write a tell-all uh, what it's like to be their kids. Okay, here's the next set of photos. Oh, this is the dining room. Oh, sorry, the living room. Uh, another angle of this living room with like just a like, big table. This looks actually like Chris Jenner decorated this room to me. <laughs> uh, okay, and then now so here's this has such a culty feel to it this round table in the middle I just can't <laughs> this does look like they're getting ready to have like some kind of cult session of like heaven's gate or something drink the kool-aid together I don't yeah. know <laughs> you know I, I yeah it's like concrete and like the really big thick arched doorway uh-huh I mean, I do like the neutrals. I have to say, like, I think it will age well. And then like the, but the chairs are weird to me, but then, you know, that's like the trendy piece of it. They can just replace the chairs. Yeah. And like that um, interesting sculpture in the background. Mm-hmm. That's, I don't know. I'm, I don't know. I don't know that I, I just don't feel comfortable here. I know. It does not feel like a cozy place. And you know how much time the Kardashian women spend in their beds. Well, that's, I was just going to say, like, but isn't this just where they're going to eat salads and film? Like, <laughs> that's what they're going to do. That's true. But they don't, I don't know if they ever film at Kim's house. And also there's no couches now that I think about this. What, the Kardashians oh. are always on couches. All right, let's go to the next one. Okay, the master bedroom before and after is like whatever. I do what the bathroom is the one you actually really have to see, which is the next I like the of- exposed beams. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's cute too. Yeah. Um, uh, they look like they did do like an outdoor indoor there, which is mm, probably super cool. Yeah, I bet that's, that's what's coming next because that's okay. the bathroom. Okay, here's oh, the that's next. that's the bathroom. Yes, okay. Here's what the bathroom used to look like, which again, looks like it came out of a restoration hardware from 10 years ago. And now here's what the bathroom looks like now. And it's like an indoor outdoor like yeah, oasis. That, I, I do. I'm I, fan i would spend my whole life in that bathroom big fan i would basically be like oh keeping up with the kardashians k-u-w-t-k you just come find me in the bathtub here yeah it does okay but that that vegetation out there does look a little children of the corny <gasps> i was just thinking the same like, thing i could picture like a kid coming through like into the glass <laughs> i'd be terrified they do look how can they be in a cornfield in california is that even a thing i mean it's probably not corn oh it just looks it like does it. look a lot like corn yeah. Well, anyway, that's our like our mini ruthless review of their renovation job. I think that's the last of the pictures that I have for yeah. that. Well, go Kim and Kanye. I think so. I'm I, here for it. I feel like it's their expression. I'm, I'm, I can see it. Yeah, it fits. I'm not mad at it. I'd say it fits. Sandy, you're gonna be so happy about this. Emmy yeah. nominations came out this week. Okay, which like. So what am I, I going to be happy about? I mean, nobody watches the Emmys, but here's the story. So uh, Game of Thrones uh, is leading the way. Can you guess how many nominations they have? 29. 137. Oh, good Lord. Uh, so 137 nominations. Uh, oh, wait a minute. 32. I lied. Oh, <laughs> That's different than 137. <laughs> 
I was like, that's a lot of categories. That's uh, why nobody yeah, watches. That's right. Um, so, uh, sorry, my bad. 32 Emmy nominations for Game of Thrones, 19 for Chernobyl. Oh, yes. That was so good. I will tell you, I'm certain that there's no Emmy nomination for Best Russian Accent in that. <laughs> no. Absolutely. Not, Not a yeah. single Russian accent in that, no. uh, in that miniseries. Okay, and guess who has one Emmy nomination for Outstanding Comedy? Do, do, do. I don't know. Shit's Creek. Oh yeah, who who has it? Your favorite show? That show the the Which, show overall oh. is nominated for outstanding comedy. Oh yeah, yeah. So that I thought was like gonna maybe good job. Lift. Board of Emmy <laughs> nominators. The Emmy, the Emmy nominators. <laughs> good job. I like it. It is like funny. It. Yeah, it's cute. Um, and then the last thing I think we'll touch on before we head into our big topic for the day is uh, Sotheby's, the internationally Sotheby's. renowned auction house. Auction they've, house. They've been on the Upper East Side since 1982, which actually that doesn't sound like that long. Like, no, I was born in 1980, so yeah, it's when Please. Wall Street started like making stupid money and everybody Green. started doing cocaine. Sotheby's, Sotheby's stepped in and was like, "I'm gonna sell you a bunch of shit for a ton of money." The best time to maybe the best time. I don't know. I might if I would I. I gotta think about this, but if I could get in a time machine, I might go back to like, and I could be like, I want to be a rich person. Maybe I'd go back to being a rich person in New York City on Wall Street in the 80s because I in the early 80s. It would be up for consideration. It would be insane. Can you imagine just like the crazy art shit you would buy, like the weird places you would live, like the shoulder pads alone? Do you know why I would want to go back? Why? Because you don't have to call people back. <laughs> like... Like people could call you and you could miss the call you and it's miss the call okay entirely. Yeah. 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 And if you're not home, you don't have to talk to anybody. That's right. So that's kind of why I, I like that. Go and when back. you go out with someone, you like, I, this was something that happened to me that or not happened to me that we did when I was a kid. Um, so this would be like late eighties, early nineties that my parents would be like, you know, I'd be like, mom, I want to go hang out with Cassie and we're going to go to the mall and like, Cassie's parents would drop her at the mall and my parents would drop me at the mall and then my mom would be like okay meet me back here at three o'clock or whatever and it was like sweet we're completely free we're like two little kids just running around the mall looking at stuff in like Walgreens that cost five cents or whatever and like and then we have all this free time the only thing we have to do is make sure that we're where we're supposed to be at three o'clock fucking rad mm -hmm. so rad I agree that would be that'd be cool my my motives for going back to the early 80s are a little like more greedy uh, yours are greedy and mine are antisocial so <laughs> We all have our things. <laughs> we do. It's true. It's true. Okay. So anyway, Sotheby's has been on the Upper East Side since 1982. Um, they are the most famous British American luxury. Uh, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh my God. Could I read today? British I American luxury? I can't read today because you know what? My dog, Lemon, was up all night last night. Two o'clock, two thirty, four o'clock, five o'clock. Barking, just barking like crazy. Maybe there's a possum outside. I don't know what was outside. It was a tweaker, I'm sure. Actually, I do know what was outside. It was tweaker, 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 tweaker. Um, but anyway, got Can we me just up. build a giant wall around your house? I wish. <laughs> Only if it looks like Kim and Kanye's master bathroom I, setup. I mean, inspired by. Inspired, absolutely. We yes. can absolutely do that. Okay, so uh, Sotheby's has been auctioning famous British American luxury goods since 1744. Okay. That's old. That's, old. That's pretty old. Okay, so they're moving into the uh, sneaker market. Okay. Yeah, so I don't right. know. I don't know. How do you feel about, uh, first of all, do you call them Nikes or Nikes? I call them Nikes. I used to call them Nikes, just like I would call Target, Target. Target. Yeah. I can't remember when I when I first heard people calling them Nikes, but I remember hearing that. Well, I think there's a couple rap songs from? when oh. they're referred to as Nikes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And being in Portland, Oregon, we're in Nike town, basically. Nike headquarters mm-hmm. is here. And that had me thinking about Nike as a brand. Just like I used to think like, oh, my God, Nike was so like was great. Right. Like the shoes and the, this stuff and whatever. And now that I live here and it's like I do like getting an ac- getting access to the employee store occasionally. But living in a place where it's like Under Armour headquarters and Adidas headquarters and Nike headquarters, it's like, eh. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it because I know the truth about like Nike employment and Nike. I lived up on the hill with like, I got to meet some Nike execs and their douchebags. Oh my I, God. I get to he- know about the hard workers and the contract workers for Nike and how bad they're treated. Oh my God. Did I ever tell you my story about being a contracted yes. worker for them? I, yes. I forgot that I had told you this, but I'm going to tell our listeners. Okay. So for a hot minute, I was what's called a white badge employee at Nike. So that is a contracted worker. They have like a caste system at Nike where black badge employees are the best full-time permanent benefited employees. And if you're not, you're contracted through an employment service. At the time I was contracted through Kelly, uh, they used to use Kelly employment services for all of their contract employees, but they've shifted that since. So I was an employee of Kelly. I was contracted to Nike and I had to wear a white badge, not a black badge. And I we have contractor badges at my work and I do look at them a little different. I mean, people looked at me differently. That's for sure. <laughs> I did date one though. So <laughs> had to try. Well, one time my mom was coming and there are very strict rules about who can go to the Nike employee store, how you get your passes, who your passes are transferable to, all that stuff. So my mom was in town visiting me from Iowa and she was at Iowa at the time and I wanted to take her to the Nike employee store. So I like thought I had all my P's and Q's done and I get my mom. I'm like, we're going to go to Nike. It's going to be so fun. And we go there and we get to the front desk and the people at the desk are like, um, we can't let your mother in. And I'm like, well, why not? And they're like, well, you're a white badge employee. And I was like, oh, okay. And they're like, and she has to live with you. You have to have the same address in order for her to be extended your benefit of access to the employee store. And I was like, well, she's my mom and she's visiting from out of town. And they're like, well... I mean, uh, they really didn't want to, but they let us in, right? Okay. I'm glad they did that because that would have been real. It was really awful though yeah. because I was like so proud to take my mom to Nike because I was like, oh my God, I'm like a big, I'm a big girl. I'm working at Nike. This is so great. And so we shopped, you know, we probably spent like $400 or something because it was like this, this, you know, it's like, then you get in there and it's like grocery market. What's that show? Supermarket sweep. Mm-hmm. And, you, and they do, they give you like a grocery cart and you're just like pulling stuff off the shelves. My, my greed really got like pretty crazy <laughs> this greed of yours is new to me i know i feel like it's the first time i'm really outing myself about yeah. how greedy i can I mean, be i think you've been doing it for the past year <laughs> and it true. still feels new i know <laughs> um and so we left the store or whatever and then i went back to work the next day and i had a voicemail on my desk phone from someone in hr who told me that they had been notified by the nike employee store that I had broken the rules about um, guests in the employee store and I wanted to die. Yeah. <laughs> I was so embarrassed. I was so mortified. It's yeah. So, so these, so stories like this, I've heard mm-hmm. a handful mm-hmm. and it is unfortunate because I, for whatever reason, I really like the Nike product. I know. And Joey has a family member and he, um, brought us each a couple pairs of shoes to try out and they were like really great running ah! shoes. And you know, now they have a new trail shoe that, mm-hmm. I just really want, it's got a nice wide toe box. Yes. I love a wide toe box. Keep those toenails, girl. Yeah, but it, I'm just, I'm like, fuck. I, I hate what I know about the company, I but I love their product. I know. I kind of feel that, I don't know as much about Adidas and I love the resurgence that Adidas is having. Like I love their new store or whatever. All I, all I can say is this is a long way to get around to the, to the point of what I was thinking, which is like, I am paying no 16K for a pair of Nikes, frankly. Well, no, no. I mean, that's for the sneakerheads. That's, that's for the, for the 
rich because what we have now is a culture of super rich white men in Uh their mid 40s who grew up in hip-hop culture and um and so this is a status and this is a status symbol symbol. yeah so it's just like a it's it's a i guess a a moniker of our culture you know it's just hard hitting reporting (laughs) yeah i mean it's just i love i love the aging middle like middle-aged white man i know we, lo- we both they love, love their hip hop. They do. And they love their hip hop culture. They do. Oh my God. Jeff loves Beastie Boys. I'm always <laughs> like, oh my God. Yeah. That's like all they do to me. Is, yeah. uh, okay. But anyway, so Sotheby's is auctioning off a couple pairs of shoes. Uh, well, a lot of shoes actually, but I just snagged a couple pictures. One of the pairs that's up for sale, all of these sneakers start at 16K. So that's like the reserve bid on all of them. This pair is a pair of Travis Scott sneakers. They are Cactus Jacks, which must refer to like the style maybe. Does that mean he wore them? Like they were his sneakers? I think it means he owned them okay they don't look super worn to me but then like that's the other thing these sneakerheads they keep their shoes like in pristine condition so i don't know and then the other pair of course the notorious pair that is the inspiration for yeezy's line the uh the back to the future sneaks are up there they think those will go for one hundred and sixty thousand dollars. um but wow. the most expensive pair of nikes ever auctioned was actually a pair of jordans that went for 190 i could see that though jordans are iconic yes like straight up iconic they are it's true so if you can get a pair of jordans like worn by michael jordan mm-hmm. like yeah, mm-hmm. if people are going to pay top dollar for that. It's true, even though it's like the cost of a house. <laughs> Maybe two houses if you're in Detroit. Yeah, so just a little snapshot. One more little snapshot of our culture, how rich the rich are, and how the rest of us just talk about it on our podcast. Just regular people doing regular stuff. Uh, okay, we're going to move into our topic for the show today, which is why rejection is actually awesome. Oh, why is I like it. I like that you put it that way. So I mentioned to Heidi because we were trying to like think about topics, and and I I love talking about love and dating. Mm-hmm. And Heidi is a love and dating expert, and she is True. releasing a book this fall. That's right, all about how to find your soulmate. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is like right up our alley. But it one is. thing that um I've touched on in previous podcasts, but I think is a really important um consideration to being the baddest bitch in the room Mm -hmm. um, is rejection. Yeah. Because... I'm not trying to say that because you're the baddest bitch in the room, you're, you're not going to get rejected. It, it will happen. It happens. It, it will, will happen. happen. That's right. If you're worth your salt, you will be rejected. <laughs> That's right. It's kind of like the concept of haters, right? People are going to love you or hate you, and it usually has nothing to do with you. Yeah, actually. well, and you might end up dating a douchebag, and uh, he may reject you. But so the way it came up, so I just mentioned to Heidi in passing, so I'm like, yeah, well, maybe we could talk about rejection. Yeah. And um, the... Uh, and the way that like Heidi kind of phrased it back was like how to deal with how to get over. Yeah, that's true. Like this really like auto rejection is insurmounted this huge obstacle. Like like dark, dramatic. dark topic that you can get <laughs> through it. I promise. I'm totally you exaggerating. You two can survive rejection. I'm totally exaggerating. It's all right. That was not your uh, response. That's all right. I mean, it was close. I'm just illustrating <laughs> it. It wasn't far off. <laughs> I'm just doing an illustrative reenactment. A dramatic reinterpretation. We haven't done a next door dramatic reinterpretation yeah. in a minute, so that's fine. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> that wasn't actually her <laughs> response. But I didn't know um, how to phrase it. Other, than, But it's interesting, right? Because my kind of intrinsic knee-jerk response to it was to phrase it in this like negative way. Yeah. And you had mentioned this a couple weeks ago and you had said specifically to put a positive spin on. And I remember being like, oh my God, how are we going to, what do you mean? I like really couldn't, like in the moment, I couldn't put the two together. So yeah. I love that we're hashing it out here because there are some real good, true, like 
benefits to learning how to to either facing rejection or learning how to face rejection or just like experiencing it. Right. Yeah. And I, and I think for me, like why it why rejection looked very different to me when I was dating as uh, mid 30s mm-hmm. than it looked in like early 20s mm-hmm. is because I had gone through a lot of growing and learning in recovery about letting go of my ego. Yeah. And um, when when I'm able to do that, I am better at looking at things from a position of neutrality. I am better at seeing that this might not actually be because I'm a piece of shit and I'm worthless Mm. and I'm never going to be loved again. Right. And even just um, so in the dating realm. So taking a step back when we're dating, Mm -hmm. like what Heidi says all the time is we're really meeting people. We're gathering information. Mm -hmm. And the way to be the most successful in dating is not spending too much time with the wrong person. That's right. Oh, my God. That is that's the God's honest truth right there. Yes. That's the real fucking nugget of information. So the better we can get at as at not spending, mm-hmm. you know, more time than we need to with the wrong person yeah. is by being able to be resilient and move through meeting multiple people. Yeah. You're, we might meet people that we don't like and we're able to move through them more easily, yeah. but we might meet people that don't like us. Yes. And that's okay. Yes. And honestly, I think the best thing about this, the best tool I have for this is to just really remind myself that it really isn't about me. Right. You know, unless my behavior is egregious, right? Like there was a time when it was about me because I was a drunken lunatic all the time. My behavior right. was inappropriate. It was outlandish. It was crazy. So there was some work I had had to do but if I have done that work and I'm an available partner and I'm like here I'm in it you know to win it with some focus on this dating thing and somebody doesn't like me it's kind of right. like this is you know some recovery language if my side of the street's clean like I showed up to this interaction as like a honest tolerant kind person like then it's not about me right and I want to kind of put a pin in that and go back to that because mm-hmm. Even in the setting of, because I can relate to, I have experiences when I was dating in my drinking, when I remember a guy telling me that um, you're totally fun to have beers with, but I don't think we'll be going out again. Right. And, um, and that was a rejection, but that's, that is another excellent um, use at rejection because I did like that guy. I did think he was a worthy partner and he didn't want me. And that, that, and that is something to kind of go like, Oh, maybe there is some growth here. Maybe I do need to look at myself. So that's a whole nother, um, a whole nother level of how rejection could be useful in growth. Uh I just think it's very dangerous to rely on what another person thinks of us completely to kind of reflect on ourselves. Yeah. In our cases, when we were a little bit messy drinking, Uh like I still know this guy and he was right. Yeah. Like it's hilarious. And the woman I am now would never date him. Right. Like ever in a million years. Exactly. So, um, (laughs) I I love that, right? Because actually there's two things that are resonating for me about that. One of them is that I also met some people in my drinking days who were like, you're nice, but you're not, you know, like in the nice, you know, in the kindest way, like you're nice, but this is not going to work. Right. Cause I was like a rolling dumpster, you know, especially my twenties. I love that term rolling dumpster Oh my God. I was like a rolling dumpster fire. It was ugly. It was ugly. So like it, and that was okay for me to hear that. And like, I drank at that for a long time until I couldn't drink at that anymore. And then had to look at that rejection and had to go, okay, there, that was like legit. Yeah. Had to evaluate. Is this legitimate? That that was legitimate, like a legitimate criticism of my behavior. Um, and then the 
other thing I love that you mentioned is like the woman you are today wouldn't date that guy, which is that, you know, I took some time. I took an entire year off dating to like do some work and like really have some, have a look at my patterns and stuff. And when I stepped away from dating, I had a woman that said to me, I was like in the middle of, I had like any number of irons in the fire. None of them were with particularly appropriate people. Um, but they felt like, I felt like, oh my God, how am I going to walk away from all these kind of things I have going? And this woman I was doing this work with said like, well, honestly, by the time you're done with the work, these guys probably aren't going to be your type anyway. Like mm-hmm. you're probably not even going to care about, you're not that you're not going to care about them. You're probably not going to want to date them anyway. So it's like, we always think in the moment that like what we have going on, we're not going to change. We're going to want that still. But it's like the ability to change and grow through this rejection means that like, you might not even care, you know, like coming out the other side of it, it, it doesn't even, that partner's not even someone you would pick anyway. Right. Yeah. Right. I love that. So, so moving into dating in like a more healthy way when we have a more healthy sense mm-hmm, of ourselves. Mm-hmm. So now here we are now we've done our work. We have a good amount of like self-love and yep. self-respect and we're out there and we're just trying to meet people to see if one sticks. Right? right. And it's not like, and when I say see if one sticks to see if like there's somebody that we actually like enough to see again yeah and you know are attracted to enough to see if like we, we might fall in love yeah um and so in that yeah. process especially if you're we're date, you're dating online because mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of what i talk about is online dating because that's how i um that's how that's, people date yeah that's how i did it yeah um you really are kind of just like sifting through people yeah and god bless america if you're able to let me know that you're not interested in me because yeah. one i can move on two at this point i I don't have to take it personally. And if I, I remember one guy I was going to go out with, I never met him, but we were talking back and forth and he looked really good online. Mm -hmm. And then, um, right before we had set a date and right before we were going to meet, he sent me a message that he actually went out with somebody, um, a couple nights ago and he really, really likes her and he really, really wants to pursue it. And so he doesn't think he should meet me. Yeah. And it did hurt. Cause I'm like, but what about, But then I was like, like, oh, the last fucking thing I want to do is date a guy who's seen someone else that he really likes. That's right. Like that sucks. Well, yeah. And I mean, a little bit of credit to him, right? For having the maturity to say like, actually, I'm going to cancel this because I'm into this other thing. Right, right. And so it reminded me of this thing that I heard where it's like the best way to know if someone likes you is that because you know they like you. Um, If they don't like you, you're just confused. (laughs) Yeah. Right. And it's like, if I would have still dated this guy, it would have been that whole like, I just be confused yeah like it'd be really fucking confusing because yeah. he's dating this other woman that he likes I and kind of like that as a confusion is a litmus test right right like if you're confused if they like you you know they like you yeah if yeah, they yeah. don't like you they confuse you yes they don't it's, it's usually oh. they don't usually go like I don't like you and I'm gonna tell you I don't Love like it. you they confuse yeah. you they confuse so you. if you are confused in a current relationship Read the fucking writing on the wall. Yeah. Reevaluate. Yeah. Reevaluate. I love that. That is like such, oh my God, that's so good. And what you talked about is like, you talked about being able to move through it and then not taking it personally. Not taking it personally. I honestly think that's the linchpin here. Yeah. Once we've done some growth and we get to a place where we're like healthy and we're dating that like setting the ego aside, not taking it personally. The four agreements helped me with this as well. Cause I always remember like be impeccable with your word. Don't take it personally. And I forget the other two, but it doesn't matter because those first two get me through a lot of shit. Yeah. <laughs> so not taking it personally is just, it, and you know what? Maybe yeah. it is a little crutch just to help my ego, but it also gives me a lot of relief. So I don't really care. Yeah. You know, Well, and here's the other thing I want to like kind of expand a little bit on. Don't take it personally. Mm-hmm. Rejection 
because of the nature of rejection, especially in a romantic relationship, it does hurt. Yeah. So I'm not saying don't be hurt by it. I'm not saying don't be disappointed. And I think this is where the crux of what what our my deep understanding about rejection, where it lies. I am allowed to be disappointed yeah. that I, I liked this person. I was interested in this opportunity mm-hmm. and it didn't work out yeah. because what it really is, is disappointment. Yeah. And we can walk through disappointment, disappointment today. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. So feelings that I would feel would be like, what's wrong with me? Uh-huh. I'm not good enough. Yeah. Everybody else is good enough, but I'm not good enough. I'm unlovable. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to find anybody. Right. And even once I got healthy, I still had those feelings. Feelings, but they were so much more to such a smaller degree. Yeah. And they weren't, they didn't um, consume me. Rule your life. And they didn't affect how I went out and moved forward right. in the world. And so, yes, we're allowed to be disappointed. Yeah. Yes, we're allowed to recognize that being rejected kind of brings these feelings up if yeah. that's something that we have in our yeah. history. Um, some people are really fucking healthy yeah. and they're like, <laughs> whatever. They don't experience that. But they're probably not the kind of women who are taking our love advice. You know, <laughs> they've got that shit on lock or men, whatever. I mean, I love that, right? Because really the journey is so much about like uh, a spiritual being having a human experience and having these feelings. It's just part of our humanness, right? right? So like, I love the, you know, as a recovering alcoholic, sometimes I get in a lot of trouble when my feelings are like hugely disproportionate to what's going on. And then they start to compel my behavior in some kind of like really shitty way. Yeah. That's where I get like in the danger zone. Right. Um, and so I have really come to a place where I'm like, I can have these feelings, I don't, I don't even have to, I can even own that I'm uncomfortable having these feelings, but like, they don't have to compel me to, to like do some kind of like really yeah. outrageous or outlandish thing. And I can just like react to my life in this way. That's like a little more mature and like healthy. Yeah. You and know? just kind of like, like shift the power out of those darker feelings mm. to, Oh wait, but mostly I'm, I'm disappointed. Yeah. And it's okay to be disappointed Agreed. or have some self pity. I, right. you know what I mean? Like people, yeah. there are people in the circles we run around with that are like self pity. I'm like, okay, everyone's going to feel a little self pity now. It's right. fine. It's yeah. fucking fine. Okay. Yeah. I always tell, <laughs> tell girlfriends when they're going through a, a breakup and and, and like I knew it was coming because I've been telling them their relationship was shit for a long time. And then they come and they're going through the breakup and they're deep in self-pity. I'm like, OK, you get three days. Yeah. Like you get Take three days sit with it. But ha- to have your self-pity. Yeah. But then like you got to keep it moving, girl. Let's do something else. Get mm-hmm. back on that swiping. Get back on that Tinder or wherever yeah. you're at. The best way to get over somebody is Just to get, get under someone. else. I mean, depending. I haven't tried that yet. <laughs> I love this topic. This is good. It's good. I'm trying to think if I have anything else to add because so much of the the feelings I have about it are really related to, um, are really related to this idea of not taking it personally and just getting back out there. Right. You know, I mean, that's yeah. the other thing is that there is, um, I was listening to this podcast the other day that was talking about how like act as if is really not like a great coping tool, but I kind of feel like here it's it a kind of is sometimes, sometimes it is yeah. right. And in this case, it's like, just get back into action and get back out there because there will be other, you know, partly yeah. because it will distract you. You know, like it, so if you're, you know, like if you need a little distraction, it might start out as a distraction, then you get all the way back into it. And then partly because that, that's the nature of it, right? We're mm-hmm. getting information about people selecting in. And that's the other thing too. having this kind of like scientific frame of this, like we, we are sifting down, we are going out with a lot of people, we're gathering information, we're selecting who's available, who's not, who's a good match, who's not, who we we're have chemistry with. We're learning to read the cues. Who's not, we're learning to read the cues, <laughs> who's not, or, or whatever. Um, 
when I think about my journey that way, then I can also think that other people are having their journey that way. Right. And then I can go, oh, that person that didn't want to go out with me, they're just doing the same thing. They're sifting through. They're trying to decide what fits, what doesn't, who yeah. they have chemistry with, who they don't. Yeah, you know, and, that having, kind of and it is it does come down to like having a little bit of um, compassion too because like you said, the other person has their own set of ideals and their mm-hmm. own set of what they're looking for and it's probably not because they didn't like the way your waist looked in the dress mm-hmm. you're wearing, like what you're going to be focusing right, on. Right. It probably has more to do with things about like how how you would jive with their family's culture, right. how you would jive with their own values. Right, or and, their kids or yeah. like whatever, or knows, their family. You know, or they really are just still in love with their ex, yeah. which is, frequent it's a frequent finding because do you know what men do when they break up or get broken up with by the one they love they go online and they start dating so you will you are likely going to find a large proportion of those and you might date one and they might reject you and i feel like a red flag for that is if they're still friends with their ex especially their most recent ex. you know i've never known one like we're still friends with we're still friends we're or, or we're best friends I've never known one where that works out and I wouldn't and I'd just be like well you guys are clearly still in love yeah that's what I'm saying one okay, is I still think you were, with I was the like, other get, making that face yeah. so I was like I think Sandy agrees with me on this but yeah. it sounded to me like a minute for, like you didn't but you yeah. do yeah. yeah I've never known one where that's like legit yeah seriously if you're going out with a guy who's still like best friends with his ex he's in love with her bye next yeah. okay yeah or and, him and, or whatever yeah and don't and we can and we can do another <laughs> podcast about lying to yourself how you lie That's to true. yourself because you just want to keep dating this man but the other thing and this is a really really important thing about being able to walk through rejection to to be able to have rejections to realize that it's probably not about me and that i'm still good i yeah. am i am still the baddest bitch in the room and i keep it moving that's esteem building. Yes. And it, it builds resilience. Yep. And I do think we need to be, um, I do think we need to be the baddest bitch in the room when we're out there dating mm-hmm. and we can be rejected and still be the baddest bitch in the room. That's very, very important. And um, to have that resilience and to not let that take us out, it makes us stronger. It makes us more attractive. It does. And it does. I do think it's it's an important experience to have. <laughs> um, my hair tie so across I them. say... Get rejected. Yeah. It's a good thing. Haters going to hate. Big win. Drink up that haterade. It's okay. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's a little, that's a little extreme. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I mean, I, w- <laughs> I was just saying that I don't think it's haterade. I just think. <laughs> You're right. It's not haterade. We're just not going to jive with everybody. We're not going to fall in love with everybody. Love we it. could be the baddest bitch in the room. And that doesn't mean that everybody falls in love with us. It's true. It happens. It happens. Yeah. I mean. I mean, it hasn't happened to me. <laughs> what a great, what a great segment. Thank you yeah. so much for the idea. I'm really glad that we got to, um, What's that word when uh, we got to riff on it? We got to riff on rejection. <laughs> we got to riff on rejection. All right. Uh, we are, Reject me. I dare you. I dare you. You guys are not going to want to miss what we have coming up next, which is our Ruthless Review. We are doing a Ruthless oh, yeah. Review of Aziz Ansari's new Netflix comedy special. I'm going to tell you right now, mixed bag. And uh, it's coming up next. It's um, called Right Now? No. Oh, what's it called? I don't know what it's called, actually. Shoot. <laughs> anyway, it'll be on the uh, Ruthless Review title. And we are sending a lot of love, light, and gold from Portland, Oregon. And we're re- reminding you to... Get rejected. Stay no, vigilant. Stay vigilant. <laughs>